Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to the 40K segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. We have reassembled the entire cast of the show once again, and we've, we are very excited that we've been able to make that happen. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Alexander Gonzalez. Hello, everyone. Mr. Michael Schwartz. Good evening, everyone. And the new guy, Ben Neal. 40K Avengers Assemble. <laughs> Avengers, Captain Planet, Voltron, pick whichever one you find least insulting. Um, oh, but remember, oh, hold on. You guys got to remember, Voltron armies aren't allowed at LVO anymore. Really? What if you You're stick them? To... Well, they said that the separate parts aren't allowed, but if you paint a dreadnought with like a red arm, a blue arm, a green leg, and a yellow leg. That pa- level of passive this is impressive if anyone does that. Mm-hmm. Kind of jumped the jumped the gun on that one, but uh, it doesn't sound like Vince is fully aware of that change for LVO. It uh, no, ruffled a few right feathers. Now I'm, right now, I'm studying LVO for uh, X-wing. So, okay, okay, I'm I thought I'm missing out on on all the on all new 40k ITC rules. As long as you can be three paint minimum, Vince. Luckily, they come three painted minimum, so I don't have to worry about. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But for the listeners, go ahead and tell us all about this Voltron rule. Uh, well, I think Ben might have a better grasp on it as I, uh, better than I can probably explain. But uh, in uh, layman's terms, essentially, you can't just uh, bring a 2,000-point army that's all, uh, say, Iron Hands, and then you bu- you borrowed your buddy's Ultramarine army and, and say, uh, borrowed three Devastator Centurions that are blue and be like, these are my Iron Hand Centurions in this Iron Hands uh, army. Um, that's not yeah. going to fly. Uh, but you, you're allowed to have same iconography that can count. Like if you have uh, your generic purple Marines that can count as any chapter ever, if they have like Iron Hands icons on them, then they're fucking Iron Hands. But you can't just be like, um, you know, as other people we know in <clears throat> 2015 Bay Area Open, might, if you might recall, Vince, you can't have an Ultramarine army and count it as a White Scar army. Oh, with the 3++ plus plus on Con. Oh, yeah, well, the three plus plus on com. Yeah, essentially, I think what really sparked this was all the Iron Hands flyer armies, huh. where you had four different colors of flyers of people just gathering planes together to throw them on the table. Yeah, I, I have to say, I just hearing about this, I think it's a good thing that um, they are trying to protect kind of the the hobby side of oh, the yeah. game because, as we're going to discuss in a minute, forty uh, k. People are trying to very rapidly move 40K into a profit model. Um, yep, but, it's very uh, quickly going mainstream. Uh, uh, not- uh, oh, man, I didn't know we were uh, we were doing some stretching here tonight. Uh, I, I, uh, let, me, let me put it this way, Ben. There are, like, when when a 40K live stream cracks 5,000 yeah, people, then you're allowed to say the word mainstream. When you're still in, like, the hundreds, you're niche. Like that's just the way I'm pretty sure uh, LVO last year got pretty high. It got, it, it, got, pretty, it got pretty high. I think it was like 1,200. But oh, anyway, yeah. um, 40K isn't always will be a niche hobby. Trying to force it into an eSport will never happen. Pro Tabletop, you can fucking quote me on that. And okay. um, trying to, you know, protecting the fluff side and the hobby <laughs> side, which oddly enough is me saying it. Uh, is I think a good thing for everyone, and I'm glad that they're going to enforce. If they enforce this rule, I'm glad they're doing it. Well, it sounds like it sounds like that's a lead into our next I mean, subject. We all know I'm the butt of many. It's the we all know I'm the butt of many three color minimum jokes. So, uh, if I'm defending the hobby side 
of 40k, then you know shit has gotten really serious. Holy shit. Hell turns cold. Up is down. Down is up. And Cats, dogs living oh. together. Mass hysteria. Um, <laughs> look, now that I don't have to worry about painting anymore, it's really easy to be a, to be a fluff side guy. Because um, you, you play a game. Because I play uh, a game where everything comes pre-painted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as we said, we are going to talk about the Pro Tabletop Atlanta Open, or as it has now come to be known inside the community, the 40K Firefest. Um, who? Okay, who watched more than one game? If so, how many did you make it through? Not I. Uh, crickets. Yo, I, I watched. <laughs> I, I I did a spattering of a few of the live streams. Really, I mean, we we talked about this before the recording. I mean, Ben Ben talked about how, and and I understand his, your your standpoint, Ben, about how uh, this it, it looks like some of the best forty k terrain that you can have in terms of structure and geometry. But for me, if it's like that aesthetically ugly, I, I'm gonna have a problem playing on that table. Um, it's gonna rub you the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues with just live stream 40k in general. Like, yep, it's kind of boring, and it takes a long time. Yep, like it's, it's three hours of a poor camera view where you can't see what's going on. Well, I gotta say, there's actually a lot of I've seen a lot of live streams in tabletop gaming, and you can make a lot of really good tabletop streams. But unfortunately, the Atlantic Open guys, they may not have taken like done a lot of research on other streams. There's a guy up, uh, n- not to plug, but to plug. There's a guy yeah. in Seattle who helps out with T-Shift and Wet Coast for both 40K and AOS. Uh, I think it's Dimensional, uh, Dimensional Cascade. And what they do is there's three different cameras on the live stream. The main one is the one that you always see, which is the bird's eye view. The, the, yep. the, the big the biggest one then there's a smaller screen t- uh, that takes up one side that uh, and the the all the scores and stuff are on the bottom of the, the screen but on one side in a corner there's the kind of view from the sides so you can see kind of the people but you can see like an angled view of the table at like a 45 degree angle or like a 30 degree angle and then there's a set there's another box that's a little smaller that's actually the dice tray so at the events like a t-shift you had uh, each person had 24 uh, dice. Uh, they were like black dice with white pips and white dice with black pips. And, uh, you know, you kept your dice to yourself. You didn't use your own dice, but you rolled and uh, like you rolled always in that dice tray. And those are the only rolls that count so that your opponent, like your, your viewers can go, Oh shit. Like that guy's shooting four las cannons at that rhino with two wounds left. And he's like, Oh my God. Like you, you see the roll and he like fails all of them. So you get to like see the dice rolls in real time and then hear the reactions. I, I think that that's a real entertaining way to, to watch, uh, to watch a tabletop stream. But yeah, what is, yeah, but dice tray is a really important part that not a lot of streams have, been doing no it really adds to the audience experience exactly it it does but certain armies struggle i feel if you're playing like a horde army typically those dice streams when they do have them they're giving you like an own set of dice it's anyway uh just not enough room to do all those mass horde shootings that you occasionally see with say you got to remember this is a live stream so these people who are at these tables outside of maybe the first round are people who are they they know how to take 20 dice and do like 
you know, 80 or 120 attacks with the quickness. Like, also, how many orc fun. players are making top table streams recently? Fucking real no, talk. Real talk. They're all space <laughs> ready. Let me, let me follow that up just by saying that if you're outside of, you know, the top cut, if you're outside of, you know, the top eight, you really should be curating what games are going on your live stream and frankly, keeping horde armies away from that because they are boring to watch. I, I got to agree with Vince on this like, one. Uh, you, you're, it's just not fun to watch one guy push models across the table and the other guy sit still and just roll dice and make the other guy pick them up. Yeah, and the worst thing you can have on stream is two horde armies that only get into turn three and the round's over. It's like, well, yeah. that was fun. Huge waste of time. So, it, you, every, yeah. Everyone running a tournament has, or running a live stream, I should say, they have a certain editorial responsibility to, or I should say programming, I guess, to make, pick as entertaining a matchup as possible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, uh, you got to pick the primetime games and yeah, the other I mean, game. Nobody was watching Raiders Jets, thank God. No, no, well, no one would, but yeah, I understand. Wait, didn't the, the Jets play the Dolphins two weeks this ago? Week? Two weeks ago. I was going to say, yeah, the Jets beat the Dolphins it this was, week, 22-21. It was an example, Schwartz. Sorry. <laughs> Don't never All be right. sorry, Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, we understand that, you know, manly activities are not your first priority. Um, I'm a lifelong Dolphin fan, which I guess means I'm a glutton for punishment. Cause, yeah, like, that's, trust that's me, not- you're talking to a Raiders fan. You don't have to worry. <laughs> I mean, frankly... My uh, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna leave that one behind. Um, I... <laughs> so the we have all the brackets here in front of us, but the shorthand of it all is uh, apart from one, apart from two gentlemen. I want to make sure I have access to Nick's list before I say this. Nope, just kidding. He brought Iron Hands. The only, <laughs> I believe there were two people in the uh, at like the top ten players who were not Iron Hands. And one of them was the overall champion, Mr. Richard Siegler, also the Nova champion. Uh, there, there were three. Let's see. It looks like four players out of the top eight who were not Iron Hands or had no Iron Hands in their army. Congratulations. We should give them a round Actually, of applause. Five, five players. Okay. Maybe I'm confused. In bracket number one is, I'm assuming, is the uh, – Bracket one is the, the top eight, eight from yeah, today. Okay. So your number one overall going into the top eight was Nick Nanavati with Iron Hands. Your champion ended up being Richard Siegler with Tau, Justin Lois with uh, General Imperium. I'm going to assume it's his standard Colt Mech. Um, yeah, Ad Mech, Iron Hands, and uh, Blood Angels. And Blood Angels. Uh, Austin, Sean Naden, because Eldar has to be represented somewhere. Um no flyers, just an absolute metric shit ton of Eldar vehicles. And he brought the Incarn and the Evrain because Sean Naden is just better than other people. Uh, <laughs> Austin Wingfield with Assorted Chaos. Uh, looks like Chaos uh, Demons and Knights. Uh, yeah, three double thermal knights and Morty. I love and, it. Oh, and more terror. Fuck. Uh, John Lennon with Iron Hands. Matthew Rue. And White Scars. Yeah, but we're just going to talk shit on Iron Hands. 
John Lennon with uh, Raven Guard successors, and where's the other one? Looks like just Raven Guard successors, which is actually pretty interesting. Rounding it out, Steve Pampreen with uh, Raven Guard successors. All right. Damn. So actually, it looks like we were lied to, and it wasn't Iron Hands that ran the ran the table. It was Raven Guard. Well, Raven Guard are still fantastic. From any range, yeah, Raven Guard pretty good. Pretty amazing. Yeah, Raven Guard in the hands of a good player are, I would argue, better than Iron Hands most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. They'll win that mirror match a lot of the time. They're a fine scalpel to the Iron Hands sledgehammer. Yep. There's not a lot that's really scalpel about most of those Iron Hands lists, bro. Well, that's what I was saying. That's why the I took the hammer of Iron Hands. Yeah, exactly. But let's. I guess we'll just start at the. I guess we'll start at the top and work our way down, and we'll find the differences, which will be few and far between. <laughs> we'll give it. To, uh, I'll give this to Nick. Double relic contemptor dreadnoughts is pretty hilarious. With Gat, one of them with a Gat with Gatling cannons. Uh, yeah, one one redemptor dreadnought. That's oh, the uh, primaris. That's the primaris dread. Redemptor and contemptor. Because why would you ever need to make things not rhyme to confuse me? Something demptor. Yeah. And then for some reason, an attack bike. Oh, because uh, I imagine because it was cheaper than a suppressor squad. Yeah, and then he ran to. Okay, I, we have to revisit this. Were we just wrong about suppressors? I love suppressors only in Iron Hands, though. They are bad in everything else. Uh, I've been running nine on my list recently. And it's Vince. Our our complaints about suppressors was that they had the move. They didn't have an ability to ignore move and shoot, but Iron Hands give them that ability. And also, they're additional minus one AP in a Devastator's list. I mean, an Iron Hands list because they're always in Devastator Doctrine. And they reroll hits a one, and then Master Artisans they reroll a hit and a wound. So there's a very so, good chance that they're getting five plus wounds on a target every time they shoot. Yeah. Suppressors were made for Iron Hands. When yeah. it, they first came out, we had no idea what Iron Hands could what Iron Hands combo would be. And so they look yeah. like horrible. They and they still do outside of an Iron Hands. Yeah, they're terrible in everything except Iron Hands. <laughs> following it up and with, Iron uh, Hands are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following it up with four uh, grab cannon devastators in a drop pod because that never apparently we needed to come back. We nobody missed that at all. And double yeah, sky hammer. Cannons. <laughs> yeah. I, oh god, did you say it out loud? Oh, I just got PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> oh my god. And that concludes this episode. Yeah, Vince is going to go hang himself in memory of all his dead Lehman Russes. Oh. <laughs> Don't do it. Nice. Sometimes they're not dead. Sometimes nice. they're just immobilized. No, they always <laughs> died because you only needed. Sometimes they were a crater. <laughs> because apparently, blowing the tracks off a vehicle kills it. Well, once you blow off both the tracks, totally dead. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Once you blow the tracks Allegedly. off the gun, the guns stop working because that made sense ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds good to me. I'm not going to go ranting on that again. Let's go look at Richard Siegler's list. Let me guess. Uh, how many shield drones are we doing it over? I under? think it was fifth. I think it was fifty-three drones. Jesus. <laughs> but not all of them shield drones. Just they were not all like shield forty drones. shield drones. It was uh, like twelve yeah. markers and forty shield drones or something. But that's a good. That's a good loadout in terms of marker versus. That's a good ratio of marker to shield. Two, that's a good marker four, to shield ratio. Five, six, eight, ten. 
12, 20, 28, 36, 38 shield drones. And 12 months. So, and one recon drone. Yeah, so 51 yep. drones. Jesus. Beautiful. Oh, and a grav inhibitor and a pulse accelerator. So 53. My guess was correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very nice. So, how, whisper. how long would, does it take to chew through that many drones, if well-placed? A whole game, probably. Uh, apparently long <laughs> enough that no one was able to do it, I think is the correct estimation of how long it takes oh boy and then along with uh, the standard trip tide because nobody runs broadsides and they're still not likely to but we'll get into chapter approved later um <laughs> is there anything in his list that's going to change between now and chapter approved probably not no uh well smart missile systems went down a bit i think so we can maybe fit like one more drone in there <laughs> 54 <laughs> One, it's, it's, you know, it, it's one more <laughs> shot. Uh, Sean Naden's Eldar, because God knows we need to read this. Uh, an Autark Skyrunner, a Farseer Skyrunner, a, steer, a Spirit Seer. He brought Guardian weapons platforms? Oh, yeah. They're just meat shields for the Guardians behind them, because they have a three-up armor save. Uh, I you just tank wounds on the, uh, the weapons platform until they die. I haven't seen those in years. Uh, two by five rangers, nice big block of shining spears, two night spinners, then uh, a supreme command detachment of uh, harlequins with a shadow seer, the incarn, and Yvrain, and then six sky weavers because knights and an auxiliary support, which is interesting. So they don't get any uh, mask form bonuses. Yep. Well, it looks Just like he's them. So they, they get the keyword, but they don't get the bonus. Got it. But yeah, six Skyweavers because knights aren't allowed to live. Or repulsors. Or, or anything, vehicle. anything with the vehicle keyword. Austin Wingfield's Chaos, as we said, triple uh, triple knight despoiler, despoiler with double thermal can't Fuck. <laughs> They're so cheap. They it's are, amazing. That's hilarious. They're less than cheap. 400 points. Yeah. They're ridiculous. That is really uh, so Alex, good. You are the uh, the man who knows all about uh, Chaos Knights. Break this down for us. He ran away. We lost Alex. <laughs> Damn it, Alex! All right. Well, we triggered him with uh, Skyhammer. I think. <laughs> if I'm still here, he should still be here. Um, then, of course, he also brought Mortarion, a Foxbringer, a regular sorcerer, and absolute minimum troops, two by three Nurglings, and ten Poxwalkers. That's good old fashioned. Don't forget three three reinforcement points, not actually summoning anything. <laughs> I think that that's probably maybe the most min max list I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. The problem is it has to go first. Or it auto loses to a space marine army is the issue because you're going to lose a knight and half of Morty before you even move out of your deployment zone. Yeah, like uh, I I know he played a triple executioner earlier in the event, and if he goes second, he loses. If he goes first, he wins, and he yeah. went first and he won. <laughs> but I, it's probably the best chaos knight setup you can do. All the thermal cannon guys, because they are very good at killing centurions and 
repulsors. Mm. The problem is they have to actually get to shoot at them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were also great on the Atlanta terrain because there's no magic boxes, mm. which mm. really screwed knights over. But they didn't have to worry about that. Next up, John Lennon with uh, – every time I say John Lennon, I'm going to keep thinking of the Beatles. Um, let's see. You're looking at a nice classic White Scars list with all the trimmings, many intercessors, many centurions, uh, two Thunderfire cannons, and three-by-three three eliminators. Yep, and he's got the Iron Hands Mortis Dreadnought with four Laz cannons, so he can make that a character so he can't be shot. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I is there anything in there that we haven't seen before? Pretty sure that list is a No, th this is the exact same list that uh, he ran at SoCal. Yeah. And it's a super good list. It just it, it's good it, on all types of terrain. It just works. It's good in all phases of the game. Matt Root unfortunately moving away from some of the more skilled uh, skill requirement armies and agreeing to play uh, a Raven Guard successor with... Well, R Raven Guard still yeah. takes skill. Because they're, uh, they're usually a close combat army. Or at least they like to get in the opponent's face. Not with the minus... Uh, not with the additional cover bonus and the ability to pick off characters. Well, nobody ever takes a uh, normal Raven Guard. They're all successors. That's fair. <laughs> Because normal Raven Guard chapter tactics are terrible. Yeah. Uh, running long-range marksman and uh, Master Artisans is his successor rules on a ton of suppressors and a ton of eliminators and a Thunderfire cannon. And a ton of Centurions. One, two, I'm... three squads of suppressors, three squads of eliminators, three different units of Centurions? <laughs> yeah, it looks like two three-man units and a six-man unit. Oh, they're all... Jesus... You're just never yeah, you're never gonna get to the shooty bits. Like you're just gonna run into the centurions and die. Yep. <laughs> I'm I am really curious about his use of suppressors in a Raven Guard army. Like they they just don't yeah, do very much. Fair. Well, they're fifty four inch range. I, if I they're forty two the uh, well it's plus three, it's so plus they're so fifty one, which range. doesn't really matter. The Master Artisans are nice, but, I mean, they're always hitting on fours. Uh, you know, as somebody whose entire list normally hits on fours, you would be surprised how often it swings your way. Yeah, so unless he was just having the Chapter Master babysit them all like game long. Yeah. Well, it depends. What, you know, I think it would be very matchup dependent. There's not a lot of reason that with the extra range that he can't deploy him if he gets first. <clears throat> Until a whirlwind Scorpius rolls by and kills two units. <laughs> right, Until but you're, you're, you're going to know that you're playing a relic Scorpius before <laughs> you make that decision. So luckily you'll always have the information necessary to go the right way. And rounding out the top eight is Steve Pamprin with another Raven Guard successor with the exact same... Uh, Custom traits of long range marksmen and master artisans. One big. I think he had one left centurion. <laughs> I'm I'm checking. I think he's got four, four, and three. So he didn't bring any eliminators or suppressors. He just brought a giant uh, 
Centurion Devastator squad, all with grav amps. Yep. And then an extra Thunderfire cannon. Yikes. You know, this is not the flex, the, the high tactics, flexible, always attacking Space Marines that I signed up for when I joined this hobby. I have to admit. This, yeah. this is Centurion spam. Yeah. This, and you're going to yeah. like it. This is Codex Centurions, and we all. They're 52 points a model. <laughs> And yeah. they're worth way more than that. They're seven. They're so bring as many as you can. They're sixty-four, sixty-five points, and they're paying a quarter, three quarters of that, basically. Yeah, I will be very surprised if they stay the same points in the next couple months, even. Yeah, I mean, especially with salt centurions. Devastators are fine. Salt centurions are too cheap right now. I mean, clearly, because almost every single Marine on list we saw where they would make a difference, they did. Uh, yeah. They're just way too efficient in White Scars and Raven Guard because them being slow doesn't matter when they can teleport wherever they want. Yep. Or in White Scars, yep. they're just not slow at all. Or or if they just don't move. Like, if, if you're playing a certain – if you're playing certain objectives uh, – if you're playing certain matchups or you have certain objectives, once you get to a certain point, the Centurions can just kind of stand there. Yeah, like uh, the Devastator ones, they usually sit in reserve, and then they come in on turn two, nine inches away, and then they never move for the rest of the game. Yep. They just sit in the middle of the table and delete everything within 24 yep. inches of them. And if you try to charge it, we mm -hmm. hope you like Flamers. By the way, eleven. Well, yeah, good luck charging the Devastator ones because they're surrounded by twelve assault ones. Well, that's what I mean is when you charge the assault ones, you're charging into eleven inch yeah. range flamers, because God knows that was needed. Roll D six and roll uh, roll box cars, or you get hit. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it. Did you guys see that article that came out about how forty K is about to become an assault focused game? Okay, no, total horseshit. Remember what they said about 8th edition? Oh, like, yeah, fucking Melee is going to be more scary. It's going to be scarier in 8th edition than it will be in any edition ever. Well, Melee yeah, does. does hit way harder it, than shooting. The problem it is... does, because it's, it's more consistent on average with most units in the game, but I still got to get there, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah I mean, a Centurion also, has four attacks at rank 10, minus four for three. Can you imagine if there was a shooting unit for 50 points that had four shots of strength yeah, 10 minus 4 Yeah, but you're also still talking 40k is still in the realm of damage doesn't carry over in combat. So it doesn't matter. That's just four, that could be uh, one dead tank. That could also be four dead guardsmen out of like 60 that are now tarpeting him. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Well... A, uh, a unit of Centurions can equally kill 30 Orc Boys or an Imperial <laughs> Knight. Just because Space Marines have so many well, We're talking about Space Marines, and Space Marines have everything. With full rerolls, usually. Space Marines do have literally everything. Um, <laughs> and they shall know no rules. It's, ha aren't we all glad that that... Aren't we all glad that that phrase... Haven't heard... Yeah, I was about to say, haven't heard that one in a <laughs> fucking minute. It's, it's Space Marines are officially the New York Yankees of 40k. Uh, when they're gone, you kind of want them to be back, but then as soon as they're back, you literally start screaming, fuck, this is loud as human. All I can think of is, 
Yeah, no salary cap <laughs> for Space that, Marine Army. You yeah. ever see that Battle uh, Battlefront Two like meme where it's got the clone trooper and it's just like area secure, and then there's like the Darth Maul comes in and you just hear like area not secure, area not secure. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel with the Space Marine Codex. I'm like, okay, everything's pretty fine and well. Like Eldar suck, but like yeah. that's manageable. Like you know what you're getting yourself into. It's just like, oh, Space Marines are nerfed. Maybe we'll get a nice uh, influx of Marine players into the meta. Like, we take it back. <laughs> Can we return this? We Can we everything. return this? It's still within 90 days. 60% win rate, 70% win rate, 80% win rate. Um, <laughs> we laugh we don't want to cry on air. Um... <laughs> But let's before we go into before we start talking about chapter approved, you know, is there and do, does anyone expect the uh, psychic awakening to do? Yeah, anything blood, to blood of balls is going to be actually. Damn it! Not you, not you, Schwartz. Yeah, they you, them. They gave Marines more buffs. <laughs> so that's oh. not going to change anything. <laughs> Well, now yeah, an entire Iron Hands infantry army gets five up feeling up pains if they bring an apothecary with a warlord trait. Or your entire vehicle army gets plus one to hit for a 45 point tech rain with a warlord trait. Oh. Like, Marines just got better in the supplement that was supposed to buff everyone else. Well, that's classic GW. That's literally classic GW. That's classic. But I mean, so are we? Are we given over to despair? At this I mean, point I wouldn't call it despair. Months? You, <laughs> not you. <laughs> well, not so, Ben. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's love hate with the Marine book because I think that it is probably the best internally balanced codex we've seen mm-hmm. in years. It just is not balanced the, to the rest of the, the codexes of the in the game. game. Yeah. Like, every single chapter has their own play style, and they're all unique, and they're all good. And they all smash every other army in the game, except Tat right now. But everyone else has no hope. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Pack up the models. It's over. (laughs) Uh, unless you bring, play Tau or play Space play Marines. Tau or Space Marines. Marines. Uh, and you know what? You can even put away those Dark Eldar. What about Eldar? Because they just got hit. They just got slapped with the nerf. Back for well, you. Sean Naden is an anomaly, so Sean Naden, don't try and copy. Sean yeah. Naden is an anomaly. Um, but luckily... He'll win with anything. <laughs> luckily, the Xeno players well, will always have... I mean, if we're talking about upcoming previews, upcoming Zeno. things that might be around the corner here, too. We talked, uh, you know, now that we heard finished Mike Fanboy about, about uh, the, the ball release that's upcoming um, for Psychic Awakening. But do you anticipate any other we changes, any sort wasn't of true, significant but things that might be around unwise. the corner for... Uh, does everybody have... What? what? Time, please. Vince, Ben, I'm sorry? I mean, Vince, Alex, you were both talking at the same time like you couldn't hear each other. Oh, no, we can't hear each I other. I can't hear Alex at all. He's grayed out from... I'm going to jump out and jump back okay. in. Alex is jumping out and jumping back in. Yeah, Alex has been dropping in and out all night. What's going to be a problem? That's okay. I'll take care of it. He, he's fired. I can't fire him. He's the co-host. <laughs> and he makes our cool stickers. All right. He survived another month. <laughs> 
Uh, I hate waiting. Come on, Alex. That's incense. You're Vince. You're such a millennial. No, I'm just impatient. Okay. Uh, fair point. What are you impatient about? I just said I hate waiting. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's all pull Woo! up our chapter approved. Uh, who do we, who do we want to start? Well, you know what? He's been chomping at the bit and literally and almost figuratively uh, screaming about it for like the last 10 minutes we've talked about Space Marines. Let's go look at the Blood Angels. <laughs> Actually, Ben, you can probably do a more concise presentation I'm, I'm, than I can on what they did. I'm going to give this to Schwartz just so when he's done, I don't have wow. to hear about it anymore. <laughs> Fine if you feel that way. Anyway, let's talk about Blood of Ball. Go ahead, so, buddy. So um, they basically... Oh no, chapter oh, approved. Well, chapter combo that with Blood of Ball. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't get new points in chapter approved. They got new points in yeah. Blood of Ball. Oh, interesting. Okay, then uh, for the moment, we will let you go play Woo! in your Blood of Ball sandbox. <laughs> go play with your bloody balls. Or so whatever. basically, the Blood Angels got... He's going to jerk off so much okay. for this. He's going to have... So basically, knuckles. Blood Angels got <laughs> the uh, updated Space Marine treatment, so they get many of the same stratagems that the new Space Marines Codex gets, which is a fairly good combo. They get the new models. They get the updated uh, point costs. So they have the Invictor Warsuit. They have the Infiltrators. They have the Intercessors. Uh, what's really cool is in a, so they get Combat Doctrines as well. Um, in addition, so that means, for example, a Def Company will have four attacks on the charge because they have two attack space, one extra attack on the charge because of black rage and one extra attack on the charge because of shock assault. So, and that's the same case with, um, dev company intercessors. And that is the same case with the sanguinary guard. So what you're talking about is just their ability to do damage in close combat has been upped a little. In addition, they get an additional attack, if they charge, our charge, or heroically intervene when the assault doctrine is active. Now they don't have a strat. Yeah, so that's their super doctrine yeah. for Blood Angels and all their successors is the additional attack and the assault yeah. doctrine. So that's five that stacks of charge for uh, Def Company model, and they've gone down in points, mind you. And that is four attacks on the charge with Sanguinary Guard. So, for lack of a better... Yeah. Sanguinary, Sanguinary Guard went down by three points, points a model as well. Def Company you don't have to pay for their bolters anymore. Just to confirm in front of me, I have 18 points a model for Death Company yes. with a jump pack. And then, okay. so... Yeah. Just so, so 18 points a model for idea. a guy that's getting five attacks on the charge. He's still 18 points a model know, for but one wound on a three-up. Yeah, that's fair. That's right. You can get up to 225 <laughs> attacks with a 15. With a 15. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Or you kill that screen real good. Yeah, I, you know, Swartz, you're going to do <laughs> you're going to do a really good job of chopping up all my poor little Death Corps infantry. Yeah, so what I really love about this is, yeah, I mean, the Smash Captains got even better. So they got they got a buff and a nerf at the same time. 
because they've been brought in line with everyone else's mm -hmm. costs for Thunder Hammers. So they went up to four points a model for character Thunder Hammers. But they're still extremely good. Uh, me and the friend wrote a Blood Angels list that we were playing around with last night, and we were oh, getting God. a Smash Captain up to See, 10 ben attacks. Ben is better at describing all the emotions that I currently have about Blood of Ball. Uh, you know, I just want to ask... The emotions are bonk, bonk, bonk with the hammer. I just, I just have to ask this. When you have to charge 40 points for a different close combat weapon, are you pretty much admitting that you screwed up the combo in, in playtesting? I mean, you can you can choose to give it something else. There's a couple good relic weapons that you could give to a Smash Captain. Yeah, but you don't ever... Yeah, and I mean, if you look at right? the difference between, like, a Power Fist and a Thunder Hammer... A power fist is nine points. The thunder hammer is forty. So for a thirty-one point increase, you get consistency on your damage and an increase of plus one damage on average. So for thirty-one points on your linchpin character, yeah, that's, fair. that's still a pretty good trade-off. Keep going, Schwartz. The, the the mic is still yours. We haven't taken <laughs> oh, the talking contract. No pressure. Yet. I like the update that Lamartis and all the chaplains now have. Lamartis is legit really good. Uh, I believe he's still 100 points and is racking up. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Is he getting. He would be getting eight attacks on the charge? No, seven attacks on the charge. Yeah, no, uh, that would be eight attacks in assault doctrine. With assault doctrine, right? Because he's got five attacks base, uh, two attacks for uh, plus two attacks for charging. Yeah, so he's got five base, shock assault, death company, and the exactly. uh, so up to eight. savage echoes. I think yeah, is what it's exactly. called. Up to eight for the additional plus one. But a character. Yeah, so a couple oh. characters that I also really oh, love. So, uh, so the Sanguinar went down by 20 so everything points. Around you. And, uh, yes. yeah, Astarath is the other one. So Astarath, he's only like 105 points. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a Master of Sanctity chaplain. Yeah. So he yeah. gets to do two prayers per turn. He also knows the Litany of Hate, so yeah. the reroll hits, plus, plus three additional ones. He knows plus four he also, different prayers and can use can two per turn Doom, which is the for only 105 points. To buff up an infantry squad six inches. Yeah, so essentially a plus one yeah, hit to everyone ridiculous. in a uh, six-inch bubble. You know what you can do is Blood Angels might make a really good Super Friends uh, Supreme Command attachment simply because they can buff each other up too, and they're all very mobile. Yeah, and in addition, their uh, their chapter tactic got a slight yeah. change too. So they still have the plus one to wound in the first round of combat, but that, in addition, they get indeed. plus one advance and, and charge is... for everyone in their army. So now your yeah, deep striking units good. only and need also eight when inch you're, charges. Um, doing forlorn fury with the death company, moving them up before the first turn. Uh, that is plus one to your advance on that dice roll. So that's also a nice little bit of. It's just an extra bit of movement, so that oh, way yeah. you're getting that first turn charge off. And there's... Yeah, and then you can also run the Chaplain, so if you get that prayer off, you're at plus yeah. two. It doesn't stack with the extra plus one, but you're at plus two to charge. Uh, there's a Relic that's really good. 
in the new book. It's a three-inch bubble well, of re-roll any of the dice for charges. Parties, you could just, so you, one or both of the dice. So you get seven-inch re-rollable charges, so you can re-roll one or both. Yeah. Which is I mean, that's really all you can ask for. It's almost guaranteed. Without using up the relic slot. Uh, his yeah, is just re-roll charges, right? It's only for firm. Death Company. Oh, Whereas, like, Sanguinary Guard, I think, are one of the oh, really sure. good units With the decrease in, in points, the e increase in the, at uh, the attacks done due to Shock Assault and also the Super Doctrine, it, it's there so much more value out of it. Plus, Mephiston also, going back to the characters, Mephiston got buffed and went down in points somehow, which is crazy. <laughs> you got the Primaris. You got yeah. Primaris so <laughs> so let, let me find his new profile. It, 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 it was right in front of me. Hey, do you guys, while he's looking it up, anyone remember when Mephiston was like a demon prince on a 25 mil base and everyone was losing their fucking mind? Oh, they were like, how is he so good? That's when like T5 or 6 was the scariest thing in the game. Well, he, no, yeah, he was T6 <laughs> yep. and he was like 6 attacks and he Oh man, those were the days. The only, thing, the, the only thing that was stopping him was the fact that he didn't have a fucking well, invul save. Have a fucking invul save, but <laughs> good. I just remember, I I just remember at a tournament, I was like shaking in my boots against a guy, and a guy kept on going into dangerous terrain, or like he has the jump. He had like it was like when jump packs could like take dangerous terrain tests, and he he it took him three turns to get to me, and he rolled a one every single fucking time he moved, and so I was like, sweet, he's got three less wounds that I have to deal with now. <laughs> uh, Mephiston strength 5 T5 standard 6 wounds because of the primary application 5 attacks, 6 attacks on the charge 7 attack if it's the uh, assault doctrine uh, his super sword of strength 10 minus 3 T3 damage he's just a world of pain yeah, right? only, only... Oh, yeah, and then you can give him D3 attacks for quickening you can give him D3 <laughs> attacks off the charge for unleash rage Oh so rolling God. hot, he's at like 13 attacks. Hold on, how many, no big how many attacks does he have? How many does he start with? He's got what, so five? He's got five attacks. Five base, one for Shock Assault, one for Savage Echo, so that's seven, plus a potential 2d3. I fuck with that. That's utterly... So maximum 13, fighting twice. strength 10, minus three. So basically he could one-tap a knight Deep. by himself. Oh, all, almost all the characters in the book can just one shot at night. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. Well, I don't think that's beautiful. I I I, <laughs> I don't think that's beautiful, and I don't even play knights. Like you... they're really really good at uh, killing centurions because you can get two different captains, both with four damage thunder hammers. Uh, Astarath <laughs> on wound rolls of five up is also four damage. Or he, you can do the uh, prayer on himself. Oh yeah, for the plus one damage, so that he gets up to the four damage. Two, the fact, the fact that Astaroth can do two prayers is so legit. Oh yeah, it's just like amazing. Plus the additional massive doom. You, there's literally one phase, one turn in the game where you're going to be doing buffing three different units or buffing multiple units at the same time, or yourself. Oh. Yeah, so uh, another winner unit uh, in this army is uh, Incursors. Yes. So they're just combat scouts that are tough, and they hit really hard because they've got two attacks base. They'll get plus one for Shock Assault, 
they can get another plus one for the Sanguinor. Combining with mm -hmm. Astarath, Mass of Doom, they can be hitting on twos. With plus one to yes. wound, sixes to hit, generate two hits instead of one because of their combat knives. And it's only 95 points for a unit. That's with easy access to four attacks per model. Five attacks if it's on turn three. That's a buzz. That's a buzz saw of a unit for ninety-five points. Yeah, it's like a ninety-five point unit on turn three is going to go one shot thirty orc boys because they're eighty <laughs> minus one on turn three as well. That's oh, so. Shit, man. Def Company. Oh, I was going to say Def Company Intercessors are also an interesting new tool. The two wounds, Primaris Marines with the two attacks plus the Black Rage. Yeah, plus... my issue with them is that they're an elite choice. So, and that's already a pretty crowded. Area that, especially for Blood Angels, because you're going to want to have a unit of Death Company and Sanguinary Guard, or maybe two units of Sanguinary Guard and leave the Death Company at home. I can't decide. Vanguard vets are also great, just because Storm Shields are awesome. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if you would do a mini, ma a, a like ten man unit of Death Company with just chain swords, just to throw a bajillion attacks to whichever target you need to. Destroy. Yeah, it's a cheap blender to go kill three screen units in one turn and then die. On turn two, Basically. and then turn three, the rest of your hard hitters drop in. Yeah, I mean, Def Company would be very good at that. I mean, you're still talking about 180 points for 10 models with a chain sword and a bolt Frankly, gun. Frankly, Schwartz, still, I think it's... you'd be better off if you're just going for screen killers. You go for the minimum five man. You pay 90 points for it. You probably, you know, you lose 50 points in the exchange or 70 points depending on what you're killing. But you're, you know, the wall's open. You know. And you don't care if you lose 90 points. Maybe. That's yeah, true. I think the uh, the Incursors fill the screen-killing role perfectly because yeah, they deploy yeah. all in the middle of the table. Uh, on turn two, your opponent sends his screens out. You hold your guys in reserve. Incursors wipe all the screens. Then on turn three, uh, most armies aren't going to have two sets of screens. So you just wait until turn three. Now all your buffs are up. For one extra AP plus one attack, you drop in and just annihilate whoever you're playing. So people are going to have to be very uh, careful with their screens now. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winning list. Ben, <laughs> you and I should talk after the show. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, this is all sounding very, very, very good. And even if 40K does not move in, a, in an assault-centric direction... I'm very happy that Blood Angels are back to where they should be in terms of being a premier assault army. Yeah, yeah I think they're the there. best Space Marine close combat army now. It's unfortunate Ooh. they don't get access to Centurions. If they did, I think they would be top tier easily. Probably, Probably on Iron Hands level if you could bring Blood Angels Centurions. Mm. But even without them, they're still very, very good. Yeah. Next up, uh, I'll let since we just let Schwartz and uh, Ben jerk off for ten minutes, Alex. Oh no, not me! Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> did uh, did anything come through in CA for for Necrons that's going to be of interest? Well, there's a few things that really need to stand out among a couple of the armies that I play. Uh, going with uh, not with Necrons first, but with Chaos Knights. It's interesting to see that both Imperial and Chaos Knights saw no changes to their Forge World Knights. However, um, all Armagers went down to 145 points base, which means that they can now fit in line and compete with the Moirax Armagers, those uh, you know slightly more customizable Armagers from Forge World. Um, so the ones a that standard... no one is ever going to run max of because it will cost you literally a car. 
No, they're they're pretty affordable and they're cheap uh, points wise, uh, regardless of price wise. Oh, um, yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, like unless you're yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, the Moirax ones, I mean, they add a little bit more custom ability, customized uh, abilities, and you know, I've been running them uh, a lot with uh, a lightning lock and the siege uh, claw. And the siege claw is great, but it is minus one to hit, so you're hitting on fours. But it's four attacks, strength 12, AP minus four um, in, in an Iconoclast ha- uh, household. And it's D6 damage each, plus two damage if you're attacking a vehicle or, or a monster. So it's great when you, when you need it. But when you start getting charged by like a five-man infiltrator unit or a scout unit, and you're just like sitting there smacking it back and forth for a whole game, that's not very helpful. So every time I've been in that kind of situation, I go, oh, well, fuck. It would be great if I had a Warglaive instead of a Moirax. And uh, now the prayers have been answered. Uh, a Moirax or, uh, is 145 base, typically around 150 or 155 generally. Um, a standard Warglaive is just now... Uh, 147 points. Uh, and in addition to that, a Helverin is now 157 points, which is a, a, a good number cheaper. Um, the Yeah, Helverins are great. I think they're Helver, very solid. Helverins are back, baby. Yeah, I agree. Bringing them back down to uh, – uh, or bringing them to 155 – 57 points, rather, is it's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's super for the for for knights and chaos knights, um, the desecrator went down forty five points, but he's a bad unit anyway, so it kind of makes sense. Um, he's like the uh, the preceptor. He's right? a pre- just the chaos. Version. He's a preceptor, but he's actually got a relevant range since the laser destroyer is sixty inches, so he can actually sit back with the helverins, give them the reroll ones. And the problem is, though, is he's like a. 340-point pot shot guy who's not going to do shit for most of the game. 342 points. Not bad. Um, yeah, he's a babysitter. He's a babysitter, which I'm not too big of a fan of. Um, but so even with the 45-point reduction, he's not looking all that sexy to me. Um, the regular Perceptor also went down as well as Canis Rex. Um, and then when we take a look at all the Forge World Knights, there were no changes across the board, Imperial, Chaos, whatever. With ne- uh, the Imperial Gallant oh. did go up by 25 yes. points to make it line with the Chaos. There one. we go. That, that was a big one that I did miss. Um, um, I had actually had a bet with a friend who was like, oh, man, like uh, Gallants aren't going to go up in points. It's just the Chaos one because they get more attacks. I'm like, no, dude, like Gallants are going to go up in fucking points, dude. Um, and yeah, lo and behold, they're now the same price as uh, the Spoiler Knight with uh, two close combat weapons. Um when it comes to Necrons, they actually saw a lot of points reductions across the board, no point increases. Um, and of course, Games Workshop's uh, Warhammer community page, they advertised a lot about some of these big changes that um, that were, like, like some of the biggest changes in the game were ones on Necrons in terms of point reduction. Problem is, uh, the way the game is now, uh, having 22-point Praetorians uh, does not fucking matter at all. Those 22-point model Praetorians are still going to get nuked by anything that the Space Marines have in their arsenal, and there's really not much that they can do about it. Um, Necrons just need a rework from the ground up in order to stay relevant, unfortunately. They're, and they're not the only army that's in that, in that, uh, in that situation, but uh, they were the first one to be in that situation, so I'm just a little more used to it. Um, the Praetorians went down... Um, Lich Guard went down a little bit. Um, 
Emotech went down, which is great. He's definitely going to continue to be a staple because he's consistently gone down and down and down. Uh, Ghost Arcs went down in points to 140 points per. Normally, I would say, fuck yeah, always bring three or more Ghost Arcs at all times, forever and always. You know, amen. But um, uh, unfortunately... The moment they fight an Imperial Fist player or a Iron Hands player, they're going to get laughed off the table. Like literally, the, the Iron Hands player will laugh, and those models will just fly off the table without anyone rolling dice. It'll just it'll just happen. It'll be magic. Um, so so it's not useful. Um, Wraith somehow went down in points. They're now 42 points a model, which is helpful. That's something that's tempting um, in combination with the fact that the Nightbringer uh, or all the Satan went down in points. Um, well, no, the Nightbringer stayed the same. I think he's at 180. Um, Deceiver went down quite a few points, and uh, the Transcendent Satan is also 180 now. So the Transcendent Satan can cast two of the powers a turn. So you have a little bit more mortal wound variability with the fact that Satan are now cheaper than they've ever been um, in any edition, but there's still something that doesn't benefit from. Uh, dynastic traits. So again, you might be able to bring, say, two transcendent Satan guarded by, guarded by two units of five uh, wraiths, but it's not going to play that big of a role in the end. Um, what are the big changes happened? Flayed ones are now thirteen points a model. Great. I have a four to five attack unit um, that rerolls all failed wounds. It's strength four, AP zero, and they have a four up armor save and they can deep strike nine inches away with no bonuses to move or to charge. Or, so, to, their, uh, or to their save. Or to their save, unless they're in cover or something. So yeah, thumbs up. Great. <laughs> totally, totally worth wow. it. To- if they were... Make triple Tesseract Vault great again. <laughs> no, quite frankly, make make, make Tripseraptek heavy construct. Um, and, and it already has been. It can fight the triple Astraeus build. I'm sorry, what? You can fight the triple Astraeus. Get build. out of here. Get out of here. I'll be Go fine. away. No, just... Look, the, <laughs> obviously, the 3x15 drop of flayed ones is the new sauce. That's your, no. that's your, counter, to, you, that's your counter to Schwartz's death company. What happens when everybody throws 100-something attacks per, uh, per unit? I don't know. Are you serious? No, no, I'm 100% no. not serious. That's why there was the okay. Okay, the end. I was like, yeah, I was like this. The audacity of this bitch. How thirst out? Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, God damn. Um, there is something that You're turned like, out. Uh, really been gone a long time. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Um, so actually, there is something else here that does stand out. And it's related to the Destroyers. I mean, Destroyers were great at the beginning of the edition. They're still good. You still see people who do really well at GTs or uh, playing Necrons um, do okay with, like, one unit of Destroyers. you got to play smart with them because the moment they're out in the open with with, uh, uh, Space Marines, they're just going to go bye-bye. However, uh, Heavy Destroyers are actually very tempting now. Heavy destroyers are are dirt cheap now. Uh, they are seventeen points a model, and a heavy destroyer is uh, or heavy gauze cannon is twenty points. So that is a hundred or that is thirty seven points a model compared to a fifty point destroyer. So it's fifty point destroyer, thirty seven point heavy destroyer. Um, That's very yeah. good. So so to let our listeners know who don't play Necrons or don't see them because haha they're bad. Um, Destroyers are are T five. 
Uh huh. Your arm. Yeah, exactly. Bad. They're T five. They're T five. <laughs> three wounds. Uh, so they're they're magical for for gangbusters. Um, they're also infantry for some. They're also reason. infantry, so they can tow in. Um, they have a ten inch. Don't ask they have a ten inch move with fly. Um, normal destroyers have. Uh, uh, oh, and, and they all have uh, their, their grav shoots allow them to move and shoot heavy weapons, which is great because the only weapons destroyers are allowed to have are heavy type. Um, they have a really great stratagem, which is um, only one point, and it's ex- uh, extermination protocols. You pick that unit, they reroll all failed hits and all failed wounds for that shooting phase. So when you have a six-man unit of uh, destroyers, uh, which are 50 points a model, that is uh, uh, six of them, that is 18, strength five, AP three, um, uh, D3 damage shots that reroll all failed hits yeah. and all failed wounds, um, which can be helpful. Uh, the heavy destroyers are 36 inch range. So with, with that 10 inch range, you're looking at a 46 inch threat zone. Um, they are, uh, there's, you can only put, bring them up to a maximum squad size of three instead of six. Um, but they are, uh, last cannons that are 36 inch range and one extra AP. So they're 36 inch range, strength nine, AP four, uh, D six damage. So quite frankly, I'm thinking in my head, I'm going back to, you know, old Terminator spam when you had the 30, the, the three combi melta, uh, uh, chaos terminators that just deep struck shot up something with their melted combi meltas and then just Mm -hmm. were either annoyance or just died right then and there. Uh, so the, the, the termicide, if you will. Um, yeah, so I could see these uh, heavy destroyers going alongside a unit of normal destroyers because they don't get a lot of value out of the stratagem because there's only three of them. Yeah, I would, I would not. But alongside the normal destroyers, the normal destroyers are getting targeted down first, but these guys will actually have some time on the field that they can well, do Well, quite work. frankly, uh, and again, like uh, whenever I try to build a, a – a 40k list i try to build a list that tries to really make my opponent think about what secondaries they're going to use against me and i try to fuck with like oh well i can't i mean like when you play chaos knights it's like oh great you're going to use titan slayer you're going to do king slayer surprise surprise oh my god shocking you chose those secondaries um but uh with with this one like if you bring a unit of destroyers and then two units of heavy the person's definitely always going to use gangbusters so you either live with that or what I was thinking was two units of three heavy destroyers and then a destroyer lord because the destroyer lord went down in points too. Destroyer lord is only uh, 104 points uh, if you give him the the war scythe or 105 points if you give him the staff of light. And he gives her. I want to see a supreme command of triple smash destroyer lords. <laughs> uh, just not... New meta. meta. Oh yeah, first. great. Um, so really. When we... <laughs> When you when you talk about these things, they are infantry, so they can jump into magic boxes, all destroyers, and they're fast. So the thing that comes to mind for me is hiding, say, two units of three in a metal box, so your opponent can't max out on on um, your opponent can't max out on gangbusters unless you bring wraiths, which I would anyways. So you're definitely always going to choose gangbusters. Um, and uh, the destroyer lord has a bubble. There aren't like any auras in the Necron Codex. It's all, uh, I mean, like every army has got great auras except for Necrons, it seems. Um, and, but the only. And Cal. They don't get uh, They got marker lights. They, they got marker lights. They don't give a shit. They have the um, shield drones. They have the best aura <laughs> in the game. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> they have the I'm close to a shield drone aura. <laughs> um, the destroyer lord has a reroll once to wound aura. So when you have uh, six strength nine of shots, that are AP four 
and they're re-rolling ones to wound, that's pretty helpful, I would say, especially at 105 points for a T6 model that isn't the hardest, isn't the easiest hero to kill at like six wounds with a four-up invul. That's just my thought. Can go kill all our flyers too. What's up? Go kill all our flyers. Go kill all our flyers. Chop them up. Yeah. Die, please get rid of them all. Well, that's why I'm switching back to. Well, they went up in points. That's why. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know who went down in points though? Hold on, have we? We have not talked about. I was. I had an internet connection for our audience, and uh, or no phone ma- or uh, uh, technical malfunction. Yeah, here. you're still. I was out for a while. Six K modem, right? Your phone line connection. Oh. Of course, of course. Um, AOL, man. Um, so, oh my God, did we did we have a discussion no. about uh, uh, hemlocks at all? I was going to talk about guard, and then I was going to just jump into the kind of more important right. things. Well, buckle up. Hemlocks went down in points. Oh God, fucking damn it! They went down like ten points, but Dude, still, hemlocks didn't. They didn't go up. <laughs> I don't know. I think they were kind of overpriced to begin with. Are you serious? Because, well, they have to get right next to people to shoot them. Yeah, but that's not the only... And then they usually just die right after. The Crimson Hunters were the insane choice because they got to sit 36 inches away and be a full I don't know about your meta. And they did go up by 15. I don't know about your meta, but I have consistently fought against uh, Eldar players that bring three Crimson Hunter Exarchs and and just one Hemlock. And the Hem... Pardon me, the Hemlock flies up forward, especially in a game of Magic Boxes. Hemlock flies up forward, casts Jinx, or, or like, um, or, yeah, basically casts Jinx or some other harassing power. And if he eventually gets close enough in the second turn, then, yeah, his fire goes off great. But if not, he's definitely going to be in that range for uh, casting uh, some fuck shit spell uh, or some fuck shit uh, psychic power. It's like, oh, great. Like, now my knight has a... Four up save and a six up invul. That's that's normal. And now he's going to get hit with all the crimson hunters. Great, like, yeah. I mean, he he flies up. He casts Jinx. He shoots his sixteen inch range guns, and then he immediately gets destroyed in the next turn. Yeah, but but he was two hundred and ten points. So still being two hundred points is expensive for that. He's still good. It's just not quite as good as a crimson hunter. Because he doesn't have that staying oh, power. Oh, speaking of going up, uh, going up or down and having it not really matter, though, um, Ferios, Iron Father Ferios, went up in points. Despite uh, Iron Hands being a army that is within that six-month date from chapter approved. No, he didn't. He went up to 120, right? No, he's 110 still. Get the fuck out. Really? Uh, Space Marine Codex had no changes whatsoever. Forge World had a couple changes. Really? You still- oh, I'm talking at my ass here. It just seems that Chapter Proof, all they're doing is reducing everyone else's points in order to bring them along the line of the power level of Space Marines. We'll see if Well, they works. even reduced some of the ah, best Forge World units. Shit. Like the, uh, the Mortis Dread and the Chaplain Dread both went down by 15 points. Yeah, but those four, a lot of the Forge World units were overcosted. I think we could. Oh, they were. That. Yeah. Forge World is not very good at balance. Surprise, surprise. No, they are not. They're either really good or really bad, and most of the time really bad. <laughs> and then they'll occasionally get something way off. Yeah, like Malefic Lords. Oh, like... Christ. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this that is a flashback PTSD. episode. Really Skyhammer, Malefic Lords. Let's talk about Warcon Bro next. Don't, ever, <laughs> don't say the S word again. 
Let's talk about Death Stars, guys. Do you oh, remember no, Scream Stars? Stars? Or, or Bark Star? I was going to say the Wolf Star. Bark Star. The I really enjoyed... What about I really enjoyed my little lance with shifting worldscape. Uh, that was my favorite death star. My favorite thing, my favorite thing is I used to bring a lich star with uh, two go- uh, uh, two death ray pylons. So I'd fight against Bark Bark Star. He wouldn't be able to kill me. And then if I if he was in danger zone of the death rays, I would retreat and then I would double death double focus death ray them and be like they're like I'm invisible. You can't target me. And I'm like great. I'm targeting the table. I'm not targeting you at all. And like kill the entire unit it was fun is that uh, is that back when they have officially ruled that because you had two pylons and each inflicted two hits if you hit a model twice it was four hits no that's actually a part of the actual rule itself the thing that i had to talk to re- back way back in the day i had to reach out to reach reese about the rule for that thing because technically even though you brought them in a unit nowhere did it say that they had to be the same line or attack the same part of the board so technically like one beam could go one direction another beam could go any other direction within uh, 24 inches of the model in a, like a 360 degree direction so i said hey man like that's kind of crazy like what what do you think like what how do we hit this in line because artillery has to always hit the same target and so he's like it's just one line but you count as both both units firing the thing is uh it was uh for each model underneath the line for one pylon each uh that unit gets hit twice for every model underneath the line so because it's uh both guns shooting the same line it'd be four times yeah good times shrank 10 ap1 that was fun that was fun I back when I was I good at 40k. Back when I was good at 40k. I don't miss that Never mind. at all. Keep going, please. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, we've uh, Schwartz. I'm going to take command here because it's my turn. Too late, Vince. This is a nostalgia <laughs> episode. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of this, it's not nostalgia. It's triggering <laughs> episode. No, no, no. This is this is going to rapidly turn into nostalgia because they did something Oof, that I'm going that to enjoy cheap. very much. Oh uh, no. Lehman Russes are now 107 points for a hull. And the gun, all of the guns went, all of the guns went down, including las cannons, battle cannons, uh, wow. missile launchers. Where's the other one? Uh, the vanquisher Dude, cannon like... went down by forty percent. Leaf blower, leaf blower. And I don't know how this compares to everyone else, yeah. but my hunter killer missiles are six points. That's now. cheap. They are for everyone. They, they're no longer ten. Okay. Um, wow. Other than that, it looks like it, they knocked down the points be. on a lot of vehicles. The Executioner Cannon uh, went down to 15. For some reason, the Auto Cannon is still well, more expensive. That was a long time. Um, <laughs> but my, the biggest thing for me is that Scions went down to 7 points a model where they belong. Which I'm pretty sure I called that 2 oh, yeah. years ago. That, that there was no reason for a Scion to cost as much as a Fire Warrior. Um... Well, Firewire is only seven. They, they were nine back then. And they were paying a point for the pulse rifle. Uh, but also, the melted guns went down. The plasma guns went down. So I'm going to be dropping uh, Command Squad with Quad Plasma for, I think it's 62 points. Well, the Command Squad stayed the same. The normal squad went down. So basically... The command so squad you can right, say that Lehman Russes are like Soviet World War II style cheap and mass price. quantities. The guns did not. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is the big deal. Yeah. 
you really can go full on like T thirty four with Lehman Russes now. It's kind of not a joke. Um, where was the? I'm trying to find. And the other thing that they did is they brought my favorite, which is the uh, Forge World Vanquisher, down again, because it used to be oh, damn near 200 points. You must be happy uh, for a rerolling ones to hit uh, hit two for a hitting on threes, rerolling ones to hit Vanquisher cannon. Now it's going to be 160, so they dropped it 25 points. Yeah, uh, you know, there's more could have been done. Um, because it's not like Lehman Russes are yep. still the most competitive thing still in the there. world. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't drop the price That's of tank true. commanders, but if they had, people would have flipped shit. Which would have been fair, I think. Um, they're probably exactly where they're supposed to be. Yep. Still, still very good. Especially with the guns going down, so right. they did get a point the big, reduction. One of the biggest things, though, that I think probably no one has mentioned is that uh, Vendettas went down to 150 points. With still horrible. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, with <laughs> oh, the last cannons, they're down to is... like. Let's let me. Where's that at? Uh. Oh no, they did. Uh. No, my bad. I saw the change in. Uh, last... No, it's, look. Last cannons went down for us from 25 to 15, but twin last cannons didn't change it's at all. Still, hitting... which is kind of fuck shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like still I said, horrible. still horrible. I thought they were down <laughs> into like the the 170, 180. Uh. Instead, they're still. I think that's still stuck at 170. No, you don't want to see six of those for about 800 points. Sorry. But they move and then they hit on fives. Uh, if I get first turn and they're all sitting, standing in a circle around Yarick, re- so hitting on fours, re-rolling ones. Okay, they'll do two damage to an Iron Hands Dreadnought with all six of them. Not quite. <laughs> you could keep bullshitting. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, unless you... If you roll five or six for damage, you do two. Anything else, it's one. And then you get to six, I feel no pain. Sorry, they're having damage? Or is it effective damage? And reducing effective by damage. one. <laughs> one CP have damage and then Ironstone. Okay. You will do probably three or four damage with all six of your vendettas. Stupid Iron, Iron Hands. hands. Uh, luckily, not every army in so the game good. is Iron Hands, but I still wouldn't take vendettas. I would well, you say that. <laughs> Between, you know, oddly enough, the list I run is actually not in a terrible position to fight something like Tau. Well, there you go. Um, I would have to bring it back out of retirement. But do it, I would be fairly it. confident in bringing back basically what I was running now just because of how many things <laughs> dropped in points. I probably have an extra 150 to damn near 200 in extra room. So, so... Is this going to bring you back into 40k? Uh, no, Anthony told me not to. Yeah. I didn't hear what he said over Michael getting stoked. Getting uh, rocked I said up. no because Anthony told me not to. I mean, you're your own man, man. Yeah, but apparently I'm not good at 40k, so I should stay out. When has that ever stopped Vince <laughs> in, in, like... I thought he was going to say, when has that ever been said? But nope. (laughs) You don't know how this group operates. Truly, truly. When has that ever stopped? Like, like Vince is more of the, like, don't tell me the odds. Like, dude, you're going to get tabled. Don't tell me the odds. I don't give a shit. Like, because sometimes it works and then people get mad. Uh, But yeah, I mean, maybe I'd have to see what the list shakes out at. Um, I'd have to see what they did to Death Corps. It looks like they changed a few units there. 
in terms of uh, totally Death Riders and totally so woke, uh, which look is which will be very handy. But other than that, well, now that Death Riders are the only legal Rough Riders in the game, yeah, it's gonna be real important. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. Rest in peace, yeah, Rough Riders. You, it would have been so hard Social to read. The most racially sensitive models to be GW's fair, ever made. VIP invite only. There used to be three kinds of Rough Riders. Which one is the uh, the Tub Toys riding alligators? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I really want to like, disassociate from that work. remark, but frankly, that was such an insult to Imperial Guard that I'm just going to own it and say, "Yeah, you know who you are." Um, I think I think Daddy Vince needs to come back to to IG. I, I I'm I'm nobody's daddy. Uh, I am. Leave blower. Leave blower. Like the two other things they did was the nerf the basilisk and the wyvern, so it won't be the true leaf blower. I mean, yo, man, you, you just gotta, you gotta, and it's not, like, it's not like improvise, adapt, overcome. Ben knows what's up. It's not like anyone has ever accused Manticores of being good in Eighth Edition. Death Strike Leaf Blower. Yeah, yeah. And on, on, on <laughs> On the best joke Ben has told in three weeks, we're going to end the episode. Death Strike Leaf Blower. We're going to continue our review. Don't knock it till you we're try it, bro. He's going to try it first. <laughs> I will gladly insult terrible ideas that I don't need to try. I don't need someone hitting my head on concrete. It's a terrible idea. Wait, but if you bring if you bring the um, what's the the unhappy unhappy eagle cannon. Of disappointment, uh, that terrain feature. Yeah, triple death strike, triple vortex Boom. missile strong point. New, New meta. meta. Absolute spoiler list. <laughs> you heard it from us first. So does that mean I'll do six damage to an Iron Hands uh, dreadnought? At, at least. least, at a minimum. So much better than vendettas. On on no fun allowed, uh, Ben Neal. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, we're gonna next week. <laughs> That's so much fun. fun. What are you talking about? Next week we're gonna keep looking at chapter <laughs> approved and uh, once some of the better breakdowns and some more surprise combos come out, uh, we will have more to say about that. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me, folks. Please do continue to check the Facebook page for little things that may pop up now and again. Uh, sometimes a funny meme or a poll that we like to throw out. Thank you very much for listening. Gentlemen, go ahead and sign off. Have a good night. Good night. And we will talk to you all next week. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.